The Jen, Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink, and I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the peach vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today. I don't think we spent enough time talking about the fact that he only got one Benny. One English muffin, one poached egg with the crab and the hollandaise sauce. Standard Eggs Benedict is two. Yeah. It's a pair. And then usually some breakfast potatoes on the side that you can kind of like soak up in like the leftover like hollandaise sauce and all that and the, the the runny yolk yeah that's what you need that's a huge scam man could you imagine 130 bucks for two of them though what sounds worse 130 for two or one for 65 130 for two but i think i could also justify more obviously two for 65 yeah like the full well, it, it, we shouldn't even say two the full. Correct. Like, you got a half the order. full order. You got yeah, a half got a order half. for you got a $65. Half order. Uh, although I will say this. I was thinking this yesterday when I was listening to the show. You know, crab is not indigenous <laughs> to, to Las Vegas. The Vegas region. Not really. <laughs> Hard to find in the desert. <laughs> they famous, famously landlocked <laughs> there in Las Vegas. Well, they got Lake Mead, but I wouldn't eat Lake Mead crab. <laughs> That's a different type of crab. <laughs> so maybe that contributed to the uh, to the gaudy price tag on your one half of a crab Benedict order that you had in Vegas. Was it good at least? Oh, it was outstanding. Isn't it crushed. I think I would have paid the one thirty. Wait, could you, could you? Did you have the appetite for two, or was the one perfect? Because sometimes that's the uh, other thing places do. They recognize that really, from a portion standpoint, one is enough. I know, but when it's really, really, really good, I don't mind gorging. So where was this chew? And should I? Because I'm going to be in Vegas in a couple of weeks here. Should I? Should I search out this crab Benny and verify whether or not it was worth it? Uh, it was at the Bouchon in the Venetian. Okay. Right, write it down. restaurant. Yeah. Bouchon, Venetian. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, every breakfast on there, though, was in the 30s. I, I think just your standard uh, two eggs, bacon, sausage, bread was probably 40 bucks. Whew. Yeah. Oh, total ripoff. But, uh, uh, yeah, Vegas, I'm so out on. And to let you guys a little uh, little heads up to the top ten, it's going to be the top ten most expensive cities in the U.S. to live in. Top ten, he means power rankings. <laughs> to translate for you guys. Oh, we do it every week, yeah. but it's three years running, four years running. <laughs> we, we, we did, you know... All twenty chew every week as well. We and did. I think he got that he name. It, he got it right once. He uh, I got it the under. Choo choo. Yeah. Like, choo choo. So, I yes. just like the whistle. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't? Uh, one of the other things that Gabe was telling me about was this. Uh, for the free. Um, I'm sorry. Yes, I appreciate the whistle. We talked about um, the salary cap going up and how there's supposed to be. The rumors are that it will be eight million more that each team will have to spend. On the salary cap, which then, of course, brings up the question, do you want the Packers to deviate from what they typically do and spend money in free agency? Joshy, what position would you want the Packers to spend money in free agency on if they were to go that route? I I think safety is the smart decision. I know it's going to be more difficult and you probably are going to have to pay up. 
I don't like the idea of paying running backs. I think they're a dime a dozen. You can find them in the draft. Uh, even UDFAs end up playing Isaiah Pacheco, for instance. I think you have to focus on the defense, and I think you want veterans there. And I think that's a good way to make the defense immediately better is linebacker and safety is a good place to start. Are there a lot of veteran safeties out there in the free agency class? I see them all as being 25, 24, 24, 24. There's, I mean, veteran is, have you played? That's what basically. But if you're a free agent, yeah. I mean, Yeah, so I'm looking for basically guys with experience. I don't need the best guy out there. Like, even if it's a backup that ends up playing behind uh, the guy you end up drafting, if that's a possible situation. I just think you want experience there and guys who are going to be able to pick up a defense quickly. Yeah, I think you're looking for... Because, again, safety is just such a... It's a hard position to find a good one, so a lot of teams hold on to their good ones. Maybe you kind of take a risk the way the Packers did with Zadarius Smith. Where Zadarius wasn't... Like, before he came to Green Bay, I think his season-high sacks was 8.5. Wasn't a deep boy. Yeah, I mean, you saw the opportunity for, okay, maybe if this guy gets more opportunities, so maybe you end up signing somebody else's backup on a cheaper deal, but he has that experience and you know he can pick up the defense, and given the opportunity to succeed, he ends up striving the way Darius Smith did. Right I think that's I think that's what you're hoping for in the best-case scenario because, again, you go to Pro Football Focus and you look at their list of like top 100 free agents, the top three safeties, all projected to get franchise tag. Yeah, but right now they're just getting rid of guys. You know, like Runyon, he's a guy, replaceable. Yash, I mean, we thought he was potentially going to be a starter on the old line, but turned out he's just a guy. Keyshawn Nixon is probably a little more than a guy, so that's probably their target. Darnell Savage, a guy. So they're in a good shape. My thing is you don't want to go crazy and get yourself into another cap hole by going out and signing some overpriced free agents. Just be patient with this thing. You know, maybe add one. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Right? Win yeah. the draft because you got a lot of assets in the draft. Like, we're not at all-in mode. San Fran was kind of all-in when they went and got McCaffrey, Gabe, wouldn't you say? Yeah, or even this year when they added Chase Young. Yeah, we're all-in. We're yeah. all in because we know we're on the backside of the window. So I would say, cold. yeah, I'm with you. Like, maybe add one guy because the Packers are still going to have, I mean, we just ran through the dead cap money from those three guys, right, with the void years. You're going to potentially have dead cap money if you walk away from David Bakhtiari. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's more dead cap money out there. So they're not 100% like, oh, hey, man, we're we're great on the salary cap. There's still some lingering effects from some dead cap. So I don't think you want to clear up all this space and continue to push money. I think they want to try to get as healthy as they possibly can and maybe add that one mid-level free agent that can you know potentially make a difference defensively. And that's why I don't want A.J. Dillon back at really at any cost because that's a position that needs to be upgraded, and we know what we have with him. And, it's, and I disagree with Jason from the standpoint, well, if you get him at cheap. His audition year was this last year. When you're going into your first shot at free agency, typically you try to have the best possible year you can to break the back. It doesn't go like, well, maybe he'll do it next year. No, he is what he is. Okay, let me let me use a comp from the offensive side of the ball, which you have as A.J. Dillon, and the defensive side of the ball, which is Darnell Savage, right? Both guys are free yes, agents. Both correct. guys would fall under the quote, you know what you have. Yeah. But are you guaranteed to potentially upgrade? 
guaranteed and potentially sort of feel like juxtapositions there. Are you guaranteed to upgrade if you go out in the free agent class at safety? See, I can make the argument that, like Joshy said, you can find a running back who can do what A.J. Dillon does in the draft. Oh, 100%. Can okay? I think Oh, what so. A.J. Dillon does. Yes. Yeah. 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 Now 100%. flip to the other side. Digitizing. Flip to the other <laughs> right, side. I was glad that wasn't just my headphones. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what's going on? Wah, 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 wah. Um, can you do the same thing with Darnell Savage? Or is the argument the devil you know versus the devil you don't? Because if I go down this free agent list, and you mentioned it, a lot of these teams are going to try to franchise tag their guy because everybody knows that the safety position in the draft is not deep. So if you have a guy, maybe you just hold on to the one that you have. There's nobody really out there, guys, that's blowing my skirt up. There's nobody really out there that's getting the juices flowing. I preface this because, like I always do when I talk about pro football focus, it's not the end-all, be-all. It's just one data point. Choose to use it if you do. But I was just kind of playing around on the website last late last week. Darnell Savage was the only Packer ranked in the top 15 of his position. Like, maybe Darnell, I mean, again, it's pro football focus, and I'm with you, Chewy. You, you see what he did against San Francisco, comes up, misses a tackle, in coverage, gets burned. But... I, I I don't know, I, but I also don't know like what the market is for Darnell Savage, what, what, what and I think the Packers me, don't either. I think they're going to be, yeah. hey, go out there and see what you can get if somebody overpays. I could see a world in which Darnell Savage is back on a one-year prove-it yeah, type deal. Yes. Isn't the example Adrian Amos when he came to the Packers, isn't that kind of what you want to look for? He wasn't the top safety by any means. He was getting a little bit older, but he but you knew he, you, you, filled, you he knew you knew you were getting a smart safety. Yeah, but like, is that guy out there? Is there a guy similar to that? I'm not familiar enough with the safety market. I don't think so. No, but to me, after hearing Halfley speak or, or, you know, other coaches and players talk about him, the safety position is very important to his defense. It's very important. And Gabe, your pro ref, your pro football reference, where he's the top, top, in the top 15 or number 15, you know what that tells me? The safeties in this league suck. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, I think I think you're 100% right there, Chew. I think that's why the really good ones really separate themselves and they're really hard to come by. Because kids are not stupid today, Jen, and you sh- you know this in college football. Kids don't want to play running back, right? Would you rather be a corner with a lot of talent or a running back? If you're trying to go to the NFL, I'd want to be a cornerback. Yeah, sure. And they know. I, I remember when I first came into the league, I'm like, flipping tight ends are paid above fullbacks. They're the second. Li-. I'm like, ah, maybe I'll go play basketball. No, I'm telling you, you think of that. When you're in college, you're like, Shuck. For sure. You just missed that window of when yeah. they're the most, yeah, I know. <laughs> most yeah. valuable piece. I of blame the my mom. Well, yeah, you were born 30 years too early. (laughs) So, I mean, they do look at that stuff, and it probably is a trickle down of the safety position because safeties, you know, young safeties, and I'm talking 17, 18, 19, are like, ah, maybe I lose uh, 10 pounds, play a little lighter, and try to play corner. Joshy, what would you do with Darnell Savage? I would re-sign him. I think you you need the security at the position. If we know how valuable it is, I know he's not the worst player on, which I thought I could argue about uh, both Anthony Johnson and Jonathan Owens at different points of the season. Worst player on the field. Yeah. So I don't think he's that bad. I think you can. I think he has room to grow still. Maybe we've seen the best from him, but as you said, the devil you know versus the one you don't. 
I think also, while I want uh, a veteran at that position, if you're looking, if the safety is as important as we're led to believe by Jeff Halfley, you just have to get one in the draft. Yeah. You sim- there's no other option because trying to backfill, like Adrian Amos was a short-term decision. That's not the future. He wasn't what Nick Collins was before the injury. Like we, Leroy Butler, those were guys you got there, they stayed there because they were a cornerstone. That's what you need to find. Yeah, and, and those are really incredibly hard to find. And maybe there's hope with Darnell Savage that with a more aggressive scheme, he gets back to what he was his first and second year He's so bad at versus space. the last couple. Yeah. I mean, if he struggles at Joe Barry's defense, which is like, hey, just play. We're, you're going to be our fourth outfielder out here in softball, all right? Can you just cover that gap to there? Be, to be fair, when he made most of his mistakes, Darnell Savage, it was when he was being aggressive. Now, he missed, but it was, <laughs> yes. it was the aggression that seemed to be – like, he flew by people a million miles per hour. He was go. He was down. Yeah, remember downhill. the Buffalo game? Yeah. Where he got benched after – like, what was that? Yeah, you he's... probably don't remember, but he totally whiffed on the 15-yard line by just like kind of like throwing a shoulder. Yeah, he is what he is. That's what it, he's. He's not going to get any better. He is what he is. When when you're probably he's probably what 25, 26. Yeah, you are what you are. And we realize there will be a combination of answers here. But what is your preference at the safety position? Do you want them to go out and explore the free agent options? Do you want them to re-sign Darnell Savage? We all expect them to address safety in the draft, so I'm not even going to put that on the poll. But what is your preference for how they handle the safety position? Again, we've been led to believe that it is very important in a Jeff Halfley-led defense. 800-990-3776. Are you ready to upgrade those concrete surfaces in your home? You're like, concrete surfaces? What are you talking about? How about in the garage? When you pull into your garage, do you see cracks or uneven surfaces? That's probably because you need Floor Shield and Showtime floors. It is eco friendly, it is non toxic. Floor Shield is also UV stable, so if you want to use it for an outdoor patio, that works too. Or maybe the front of your garage gets a little sun at certain points during the day. Showtime Floors also offers same-day installation. You can enjoy a 15-year warranty against wear, and if you mention ESPN, you'll get free crack repair and 10% off your order. For more information, visit ShowtimeFloors.com. That's ShowtimeFloors.com, and tell them Jen from Jen, Gabe, and Chewy sent you. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. But she doesn't know every now and then I got the blammer coming up and like, I'll let you use my tractor for two of the blue things, <laughs> which I think is a pretty good deal, yeah, which right. gets well, me in trouble. Right. You got a Viagra ring? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On 94.5 ESPN. Local to Milwaukee and you want to enjoy a night out or you're visiting our great city, enjoy an artfully stylish experience at St. Kate the Arts Hotel. The hotel is ideally located in the heart of the theater district in downtown Milwaukee. It has deluxe accommodations, culinary creativity, on-site art galleries, and nightly live music. You'll enjoy every element of your stay at St. Kate. Book hotel packages with room rates starting as low as $129 a night. Learn more and book your stay at stkatearts.com. That's stkatearts.com. Back here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, it is time to do a little power rankings. Let's go. It's Chewy's favorite segment of the week. Hey, big guy, you catch the game? It's power rankings time on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. You catch the game last night? Can I say yes to you? What will the big guy have in store for us today? See the game last night? Which game? Any of them. 
Okay. In honor of Las Vegas and what a ripoff that place is, we are going to go with the most expensive cities to live in in the U.S. per usnews.com, the real estate division now. Here's what I did. There's so many California cities that you would have never got, so I replaced some of those <laughs> some of the ones farther down the line. Just subbing out answers? Yes, yes. Wait, so like, like would, major cities we're talking Would you have gotten Salinas, California? No. 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 How about Santa Rosa? No. I'm out. What about so, Calabasas? Yes. Calabasas? That's where the Kardashians live. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, question for you. This yes? is based on real estate or eggs Benedict's? Uh, this is based on <laughs> breakfast prices. <laughs> Cost <laughs> of bacon per pound. Restaurants. So with that being said, uh, you guys give me some guessing. I have one more question. Yeah. Is this continental United States? It's a great question. Uh, no. So, that is a good so question. Honolulu <laughs> is going to be high up on this, on this list. Well, we're, just, we're not going to be able to get it in order. So let's just guess and see if he tells us where it lands. Right? Okay. Is that your first one? Yes, Honolulu. Honolulu is number three. Three. Yeah. Have you been to Honolulu? I haven't been to Hawaii. It, yeah, it Same. is pricey. But you know what? I don't mind pricey with beautiful. That's fine. <laughs> I will say San Diego. San Diego, which means you know what it means. Uh, they're number one. Number one. Yeah. You guys have been to San Diego, right? Was that I a have, Ron yes. Burgundy joke? Is that what that yeah. was? Yeah, he just didn't want to say. I just didn't want to say a whale's. Thank you. Eyebrows. <laughs> anatomically correct term. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, body of word, all so. the words that Jen and Chewie have said, that one's actually one you can say. <laughs> what is penis? <laughs> yes, it's, it's you nailed for a it. whale's penis. <laughs> so, hey, speaking of whales, saw a ton of them. Tons of whales in Cabo. So a lot of whale penis? Is no that what penis, you're saying? A lot of tails. <laughs> they apparently there was wind it was windy, so the wind makes them want to frolic. And so you've got the whales frolicking. What? I think they bang this time of year too. Maybe. I mean they go a long ways to bang. I mean if they're frolicking. Yeah. Is that what that means? Frolicking? Yeah. yeah. I thought that meant like prancing around naked. <laughs> to frolic? I don't know if the nudity is necessarily <laughs> part of that. I believe that was a Seinfeld bit. All right, you got, you have two. All right, New York City, Manhattan. I'm not sure how they want to. New York is number seven. All right. Is that a surprise? Uh, no, because like you said, there's a lot of California cities. I think. But he are... got rid of the California cities. Yeah, well, but there's still a lot of big ones. I mean, I guess it also depends on what they count as New York City, because Manhattan, very expensive, the most. Oh, Joshy, you live there, right? Sure did. Wow. Okay. Uh, I I will go San Francisco. Uh, San Fran is five. Okay, all right. How about Los Angeles? Los Angeles is two. Ooh, yeah. LA. Uh, DC. DC is not on the list. Really? What about Miami? I love DC. Could you live in DC? No. Never been. It's the worst. What do you mean it's the worst? Political people. They're all freaks. Oh, but I love the museums. <laughs> I flew an F-15. Yeah, you're there, an old guy. You would love the museums. I thought the Smithsonian, I could stay there for a week. Great Sounds like stuff. a movie. Yeah. We should <laughs> <laughs> write up a script. Uh, okay, keep it rolling. Should we get stuck at the Smithsonian? <laughs> We're not done with Continental, by the way. Smithsonian. Gabe. Um, 
We're not done with, you mean non-continental? Yes. yes. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought most of them were in the continental <laughs> you know? United States. Um, what about Boston, Massachusetts? Boston is number eight. Now, I don't find Boston that expensive. Oh, for real estate it balance. is. I know it's real bad. Well, I mean, yeah, Joshy said it, but I'll, I'll go back to it. Miami? Ooh. Miami is number four. Can you reset the list, or would that be too hard to know what yeah, we actually I, I, I've been okay, writing it down. Okay, what do you got? One is San Diego, two yeah. LA. Yep. Uh-huh. Three Honolulu, mm-hmm. four Miami, yep. five San Fran, yep. seven New York, eight Boston. Oh, wow. I, I'm surprised uh, he's so been able got, to keep up. You got three left. So we got six and nine. Six, nine, ten? and ten. Six, nine, ten. And one of them is not continental. Correct. I wonder what the continental breakfast was at that place. What is a continental breakfast? That's where they have it on a buffet. Like yeah, you walk through uh, and you get a little cereal, a couple of uh, hard-boiled sneeze. eggs. Why is usually, a usually a waffle mucus? iron. Yes. Yeah. Why is it called continental, though? No idea. It's a great Keen Peel bit about continental breakfast. You should go check is it out. explain why they call them? No. Oh, okay. Just a guy who gets lost in the breakfast. Not as helpful. No. Um... I don't know, Chew. I'm I'm out of ideas of expensive cities. You want to give us some clues? Um, uh, well, I mean, one. Okay, let's go with this one because it started the whole thing. Is Vegas on the list? It is not. Oh. Mm, I mean, what, you have what? no guess for non-continental. <sighs> I mean, it, you got to go like. I'm not going like it's not Alaska, is it? Maui? By the way, finished True Detective. Where I've worst have one more. Ever. Worst ending Horrible. ever. Horrible. All right, let's. I haven't watched it, so let's just <laughs> calm down here for a second. <laughs> just give it a take. <laughs> you guys um, want to finish the list or not? We're trying. Yeah, Maui, I think, is a good one. Nope, wrong. Oh my gosh. Um. Um. Is there any? In I Texas? don't know about another Austin. What Texas? No, I don't think Nashville. So. Nope. Um. Atlanta? Can you tell us like what coast or what side of the United States they're on? Uh, uh, West Coast and uh, that's I'll give it away. San Jose, Jen, you were just there. Well, adjacent a bunch what? of times during Seattle? the season. Seattle, I was in Seattle. Four Seattle times. is nice. Seattle Ooh. is expensive. You don't think huh? Seattle, yeah. Makes sense. How would I gauge this? By the way, would it be like Uber rides? Like if Dungeon I take an average crap. of a if I take an average 30-minute Uber ride in most of these cities, what does it cost? You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to figure out what, what would be comparable. Probably restaurants, right? Yeah. Water. Yes. Water. Bottle of water. Yeah, yeah, bottle of water would be But the really airport good. always jams that up. Oh, this, it does. Yeah, I, at our whole, we stayed at the Palazzo. It was $8 of water. <laughs> so stupid. Really good deal, you know? <laughs> so Which tells you I was water. drinking out of the tap because I was not allowed $8 oh, bottle no, of that, water. Oh, no, that doesn't fit in the allowance. Yeah. Of course not. $65 single Benny. Half yes. Benny, half order. <laughs> yep. Uh, I don't know. What else you got? Did you, what did you say, Joshy? Gabe, I, I, I'm sure. Uh, Gabe, the non-continental, I'm sure you've been there. Oh non-continental? I've been there? Well, hold on. This Does can't he be the know hurt. what non-continental I, I mean, means? It's got to be, it's be um, Puerto Rico. It's got to be in Puerto yeah. Rico. So what, Hello? San Juan? San Juan is number six. Again, if it's non-continental, we're not talking about Canada, and we're not talking yeah. about Mexico. It's yeah. things that are in the United States, but non-continental. Yeah, we already, to say, it had to we be already that. talked about Alaska. Yeah. It had to be Puerto Rico. 
Okay. Any? What else? How many more do we have? For the love Just of God, one, one, one more. Left. Number, We've got number 10. ten. Give us a damn hint before cannabis. Denver, Portland. Yep. Ten. I think Josh Denver. said Denver. I did. Yeah, sure did. <laughs> you yep. did not. Sure did. <laughs> well, my headset wasn't on. Yeah, of course it wasn't. Your brain wasn't <laughs> Whoops. on. No oh, Vegas. That's never on. No Vegas. Well, that's like, because I think that Vegas, like, obviously the strip is expensive. But yeah. I'm guessing if you're local, you know all the spots to hit. All right, right, let me ask you this. Of all those cities that we just rattled off, where do you want to live? If you don't live here and you can live in one of those cities, where would it be? Oh, it's easy. Honolulu? Where? San Diego. Yeah. yeah. It's just perfect weather all the time. The yeah. food is, like, spectacular. But everything is expensive, you yeah. guys. Yeah, I understand. Not just real estate. Um... Mm-hmm. Boston, no. I mean, Seattle minus the rain is beautiful. Gray, it's very gray. Miami, too bougie. Yeah, I'm telling you, San Diego's the also, answer. Also, do you speak Spanish? Que paso? Anything? Sí, More I thought they were my number one bottle. Besides that. <laughs> uh, Honolulu, yes, but it's yeah, You want to talk about away. getting expensive, yeah. Uh, Eating a lot of spam out there. Denver sounds fun. Denver. Yeah, that might be the go-to on this one, actually. Okay. New York City. I'd love to live in New York. Josh, did you like it? I loved it, yes. It's very expensive. Hard hard to survive there, but I had a great time. Okay. Uh, And there you have it. How do we think that went? C (laughs) minus. So we weren't even bad enough to get the F? No. Yeah. Well, the fact that we didn't know what continental United States meant, really, <laughs> we, we flirted with it. <laughs> so wait, D? D plus? Uh, let me get to this read, guys. It's time to talk about the best purchase I've ever made, which is, of course, not ever made, but one of the ones recently that I've made, and that is my Good Health Sauna. I talk about it a lot. I was telling my girlfriends this weekend when I was in Cabo, Cabo they're like, your skin looks so good. What have you been doing? Uh, nothing different, just using my Good Health Sauna. Installation was easy. It is maintenance-free. Even even has a true lifetime warranty. Plus, it's a local company, so you're supporting a company based in Appleton and Waukesha. Check out the difference that infrared saunas can make for you by going to their website, goodhealthsaunas.com, goodhealthsaunas.com. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Did you know that I, fact, though? No, I didn't. You didn't know that fact? Is that just no. a fact, Brig? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what Chewy does. <laughs> Chewy knows the most facts of anyone on the show. <laughs> He's he also not, knows uh, the most fiction. On 94.5 ESPN. Was able to load up. Excuse me. Was able to load up Whoa. the freezer with Palermo's Pizza. Did a little grocery shopping over the weekend. And of course, with the new house, got to make sure I'm fully stocked on Palermo's Pizza. Whether we're talking about Palermo's, Connie's, Surfer uh, Boy Pizza, Screamin' Sicilian, their neighborhood pizzeria, which is my favorite, I always make sure I've got Palermo's Pizza on hand. It's great if you find yourself in a pinch, but you still want something good for dinner. You throw it in the oven, you're ready to go with a Palermo's Pizza. And with so many different brands, you're going to find a pizza flavor, a pizza taste that suits every taste in your family. They've been doing this for over 60 years, so of course Palermo's knows what they're doing. Find them in your grocer's frozen food aisle, Palermo's. It's Wisconsin's hometown pizza. We've talked a lot about Chewy's dining experience in Las Vegas, but he's not the only one who had a curious experience. Josh, what happened to you this weekend? Uh, over the weekend, there was a local brewery that I will leave nameless and a place that had a food truck. Uh, they 
forced people who wanted food for that day to place pre-orders. So we ordered three things that we thought we would like. Uh, and the pickup time was between 4 and 7 p.m. Wait, 4 and 7? What are they, a cable company? Yeah, it was basically come here during this time, any time between here and your food will be ready. Well, I got that there. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, There's yeah. some big Ashy. variance between yeah. 4 o'clock and 7 o'clock. Yep. Ashy would never, by the way. Yeah, no. So uh, I arrived uh, initially and realized, oh boy, there's quite a line here. Uh, stood in line, got in line about 5.15. Ended up getting to the front of the line a little after 6.15. And when I got there, only one of the three things I had was actually ready from my pre-order. Oh, no. And I was told, we don't have a time when the other stuff will be ready. And I said, okay. Uh, the gentleman that was helping me, he wasn't a part of the food truck. He was someone they had employed to basically just work the cash register. And, they, and then he was like, yeah, I don't have any answer for you. And you were just going to sit here. So uh, about 15 minutes after that, I received one portion of my food, uh, two of the three things, and the other one, I just asked for a refund. Um, yeah, Chew, what are you? What's your reaction? <laughs> what's your reaction? Gabe, to this? put it on the list. Food truck arrogance. arrogance. All right, yep. <laughs> Hold on, just got to pull up put the list. It on the list. This is now, a Joshy, this is a bad strategy. This is a huge upset that Chewy came up with food truck arrogance, and he's not talking about Ashton. Uh-huh. That's a huge yes. upset. Well, hopefully, he never gets there. Um. um but, Joshy, will you go back to this food truck? See, in an instance like that, I'm out. I'm out. So so basically what had happened, since we had a pre-order, we prepaid. Uh, once I got one of my things, I was considering... Now, mind you, I was getting food for not just myself. There was other people whose food this was also going to be. I was considering just leaving and going, well, that's a loss. It cost us, like, probably $60 yeah. for all this. And we, we got one, like, $17 item, and I was going to say, well... You know, sometimes you just lose. What is the point of the pre-order? Uh, I did not raise my voice that way, but other people did. Uh, they all had the same question. The problem was, and might have been smart by the food truck, the guy who was up front was like, I don't know. I didn't do this. And it seemed like there was a smoker involved. It seemed like they lost control of the smoker. It probably got too cold. So things weren't being able to be heated and served oh. in time. Uh, what a disaster. But yeah, I I was pleasant. The people around me, not so pleasant. Well, yeah. Well, first of all, you can't give a three-hour window yeah. of when your food is <laughs> going well, to be ready. The three-hour window implied to me, like, since you pre-ordered, we'll just have it. You know, yeah. it'll be like real quick transaction but went, because... But then it won't be warm. Like, part of the pre-order has to be a specified window of yeah. when you are arriving. And again, it doesn't seem like it would have been that hard for you and your your peers to say, what time do I think we'll be there? I don't know, about 5.30, 5.30, okay. And then when you pre-order uh-huh. at 3, you say, we plan on arriving around 5.30. And then they stack the tickets in arrival order. Like, what is the point of encouraging people or forcing, as it sounds like you... It was forced, yeah. <laughs> If you're not going to have the food ready. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it, it was very clear things had gone way wrong. Uh, the, the location was actually just serving people in line free beer because they realized the people that they hired hadn't quite done what they oh. wanted them to do. Uh, but I was thinking, like, I wonder if Chewy would have stormed out by now or had this poor guy up <laughs> in front wrung oh. his neck oh. at this point. <laughs> can, I, can I get a time out here? I wouldn't be the problem. 
Because there was an incident in Vegas. It's always where I removed myself from the situation. What happened? Yeah, why do we always have to tee you up on this stuff, by the way? <laughs> well, because he just remembered it. Oh, okay, there it is. Well, so, he also lived, and he's probably a little scared to tell the tale. So, I just think that in our production meeting going forward, the first question out of the gate should be like, well, Chew, any incidents? And if there's none, we move on. But if there is, we dive in. Yeah, I know, but it's just become commonplace. I'm like, this is my everyday life where there, there's an incident maybe every six hours. All right, so we go to dinner in the Venetian. Go to dinner in the Venetian. Place yeah. is packed. It's the weekend. Vegas is packed. And to get to the breakfast place, because we were in the Palazzo, I'm like, man, there's some really cool uh, bars, just, you know, casino bars here. Yeah. So we finished dinner. It's probably about, I don't know, 9, 30, 10 o'clock, and I'm tired. I'm kind of... Because that's I went to the sports book at noon, watched Marquette, so it was a long day. So I'm like, ah, let's check this one place off at school. So there's five, there's one, two, there's there's six of us with Angie's siblings, and the place is kind of empty. It's probably thirty percent full, and we sit down at one of the you know couches, chairs, areas. Right, waitress comes over, who's a TW. And uh, says, oh, it's $300 to sit here. And we're like, mm -hmm. Pardon? what? We're like, what? She's like, yeah, it's $300 to sit here. And, of course, my Angie is like, why? Uh, because there's a minimum. It's a good follow. Hey, in her, in her defense, it's yeah. a great follow-up. Very we're good like, follow-up. We're like, why? And she's like, you know, there's a minimum. Well, Angie, like, you know, we're going to be here for an hour. We're going to spend at least because of the price is $300. Well, you can't, you have to sign this and we need this and we charge you automatically. And Angie's like, your place is a third full. Does your boss know? And then it starts to get a little heated and downhill <laughs> to the point where the waitress is really stupid because don't challenge my wife. It's really a bad move. And she's like, well, you can go stand over there and, and get drinks if you want them. And then she lost it, at which point, I don't know, I, I heard stories of <laughs> how bad it got, but I removed myself and just went to bed. She didn't even know. I'm like, I'm out of here. Wait, you went to bed? You you didn't go <laughs> yeah, somewhere else? I didn't else. have the strength. If it was 1 o'clock, I would have I stuck around for the fight, but I'm like, ah, I just, I really don't have the strength. Again, for being a 6'5", 250-pound uh -huh. dude, when it's yeah. bedtime, Chewy is the stealthiest man alive. <laughs> yeah. He is able to sneak out of any situation. I don't understand it. Yeah. I love the line, I've heard stories. <laughs> they tell tales of the Angie incidents. That's kind of what it reminded me of. I've heard stories of things that have happened with my wife. We got to take a break here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. We have a very big announcement coming up when we return. Before we get to that, go ahead, Gabe. Golf lovers, listen up. Because this is an opportunity for the lifetime. If you've ever thought about, hey, I need to play golf in Scotland. Well, we've got a great opportunity on the tee, heading to Scotland with our friends at Wisconsin Golf Trips. That's right, Scotland. You can join myself and Stephen Watson from On the Tee as we head overseas to play some of the great courses like Dumbarney Links, Carnoustie, Kings Barnes, the Castle Course, Jubilee or New Course. This package includes green fees. Lodging, transportation, and more. There are a limited num uh, amount of spots available. And to find out more about this trip, again, it's a great trip. I've been to Scotland before. Uh, this is something that Jason does over at Wisconsin Golf Trips, and he has so many great connections. You're going to have a great time with us. To find out more, 
Just text us on the ESP Milwaukee Talking text line. Just text the word GOLF at 800-990-3776 for more information on the trip and a link for paying. Just text GOLF to 800-990-3776. We hope to see you there. It's Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. All right? Yeah. Like a, oof. Like, Mm -hmm. instead of a, huh. Yeah. But that's all part of (laughs) taking the training law. I do, but it's just such funny noises. Did this get sexual or something? (laughs) I don't know about it. What the hell just happened? On 94.5 ESPN. We are very excited to share with you some big news from Good Karma Brands. And joining us today to share that news is Prateek Patel. He is the Senior Director of Good Karma Brands Brand Works. Which is kind of a fancy title to say you do all the things, Pratik. I mean, <laughs> I see your hands in all the things. And you have been very involved in this new venture, which is Bucks Plus. Bucks Plus is its first-of-a-kind platform from Good Karma Brands and the Milwaukee Bucks. It is an audio, and in this case, there is an accompaniment version to the Giannis documentary that aired or de- debuted yesterday, rather, on Amazon. So, But Bucks Plus is so much more than just that podcast. Give us a take on what Bucks Plus is and what your vision for it is. Yeah, and thanks for having me. I think the big thing for us was we, as sort of the media landscape continues to change, and you know, I think every major organization, every sports league is looking for more paths direct to consumer, right? However, you engage your fan base, um, and we've seen with you know the TV rights uh, kind of in flux, especially at the local level. I think that um, we saw an opportunity uh, to really create a platform that would serve Bucks fans. And obviously there are other entities out there who are creating content around the Milwaukee Bucks, and that's not new, but um, in partnership with the team to be able to sort of leverage that partnership for the access for, um, you know, the reach of an NBA team uh, for us to be able to do that is, is really what's most exciting for me. But um, what it comes down to for me was I wanted to, Make sure we were creating great content, compelling stuff, things that people maybe didn't know before, making sure people were learning, uh, and we wanted to cover all the bases. So it, if you care most about the basketball, there's going to be stuff for you. If you care about you know, the history of the franchise, there's going to be things for you. If you care about um, the impact that the team has or the organization has on the community or the city or you know the state, we're going to have things that cover those uh those topics. So um, that's really what my vision was for it was it, whatever angle you care about the team most from, uh, we wanted to have you covered. So what do we have available right now? Like what's 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 hitting the ground today over at Bucks Plus? What can people dive into and start to get? Because, I mean, the Bucks aren't playing until Friday, pal. You know, we, we we got the all star break. People are, you know, they're itching for Bucks content. What can they dive into? Yeah, so we have a a couple of shows available already. Um, Bucks and Six, which is a six minute recap after every game. Gabe Neitzel's voice uh, being heard on that uh, the last week. Um, we also have Courtside with Gail Clapper, which has been around and a part of the Bucks flagship uh, audio offerings for the last uh, uh, couple of years. Um, but brand new is the. Uh, behind the Bucks uh, feed, which is a, a long-form, episodic storytelling series. Um, we have two episodes that dropped today, Jen Latta hosting both, um, which is really exciting, uh, all about the documentary that we mentioned, uh, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey on Prime Video. So uh, well, two gosh, episodes I today. One if you want one. Hey, Chew, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I, he went in my ear. I thought I had the same ability. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. Go ahead. <laughs> 
Is there anything in the works for the Brewers? Um, I mean, maybe. I think obviously GKB is you know the the flagship home of the Brewers on on six twenty WTMJ, and so the hope is that you know we would be able to provide this for other fan bases and other communities. But um, I think we really got to make sure we nailed this one before we, we start to grow elsewhere. Well, and I feel really good about the podcast that we've put out. Um, so today, as you mentioned, Pratik, we are debuting the first two of the Behind the Bucks presented by Gallagher. And I spoke to the director and producer of the Giannis, The Marvelous Journey documentary, Kristen Lapis, who I happen to work with at ESPN for a very long time. And then her boss, who is the CEO of Words and Pictures, and they were the executive producers alongside Jay Williams and company. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, of this Giannis documentary. And so we talked to Connor Shell as well, both just about the storytelling process. What attracts you to a story? What makes a good story? Why is Giannis so compelling? Um, is there Giannis fatigue at this point? Like, have people now gotten to the point where they're like, enough Giannis? Because we talk about that with the with the voting and the MVP and things like that. And just being able to kind of dive into these uh, stories with these people who were with Giannis, Kristen in particular, who spent the last two years directing and producing this documentary, uh, compo- uh, composing, um, doing every single interview with every single person who you see in the documentary. It's really fascinating. So that's a deep dive into the process of making a full feature documentary. Yeah. And which was really exciting for for me is someone who, you know, was kind of putting together some of the vision for this and what the different episodes could be. Being able to have you as a storyteller learning about their storytelling process was exciting. But we've got stuff the next two days coming out about the documentary, things that um, I don't think most Bucks fans know and um, will be learning for the first time around Giannis and his family story. And Thanalysis is part of this as well. Thanalysis is a part of this. Dame Lillard was the uh, first episode of this season that dropped last Thursday. We'll have another one this Thursday um, as well. So you'll see Thanalysis every week um, on YouTube and uh, wherever you get your podcast. That's a great point. You want to want to tell you where you can get it. You can visit bucks.com forward slash plus or listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Pratik Patel, thank you for joining us in studio today to talk about this big, exciting adventure. Bucks Plus! Willie and Tausch is next on ESPN Mobile.